Um, Alex Fuse with the Burlington Royals farm system. Um, you basically do what PR as well as you're, you're the voice of Burlington too, right? Yeah. So this summer, if everything went as it was supposed to before everything happened with the pandemic that we're currently dealing with and uh, for the near future, I would have been calling their baseball games this summer play-by-play broadcasting for them. Um, and unfortunately, uh, you know, the season has not been canceled. There is still some hope. Um, nothing's official that there is no minor league season. Uh, but the way that everything is going, the minor leagues right now are on a back burner. The priority is getting Major League Baseball back. And if you haven't been living under a rock, you know that there's been – Uh, An interesting last few weeks for sure, Uh, frustrating last few weeks uh, for a lot of people in the baseball world with the unknown of what's next and where does Major League Baseball go from here. Once they figure that out, then the minor league baseball will be the attention of what's their season going to look like. So that's what's supposedly happening next. And this was going to be your first year with them, correct? Yeah, it was my first year to call professional baseball. Um, I I just finished my two years in college. I'm going into my junior year at Dean College in Franklin, Mass. And, you know, it's been a dream to be able to call minor league baseball. You know, it's my dream job to wake up every morning and go to the ballpark and talk with the players and just cover the game of baseball because in my opinion baseball is one of the greatest sports out there it's there's so much beauty to the game and I wish more people realized that and I and I said a few days ago on Twitter I said the last six months this is the most people have talked about the game of baseball and unfortunately all for the wrong reasons Uh, So I hope that there is some hope that this can all get figured out eventually and people can start talking about the positives of the game of baseball for the future. And, you know, you talk about baseball has been one of the most talked about. And, you know, I've loved baseball growing up, just, you know, like you've talked about, it was your dream, you know, being able to go to the ballpark every day and have this opportunity we both know, I think, that baseball is not a popular sport among young people at this point anymore. I mean, the average age I think I saw was like 57 at this point. So, mm-hmm. so connecting with the younger generation has been a struggle for a while. You, you can chalk it up, I think, to you know, how long the games are. You know, it's not always entertaining every pitch. I mean, there's, there's downtime. But to me, baseball had an opportunity this summer to figure it out or at least get something going to where they could have been the only show in town. Now, there was obviously a lot of health concerns getting that part figured out. And maybe the money is just a front for having health concerns and stuff. Mm -hmm. But to me, they missed an opportunity to be the only thing going on with NBA being postponed, with soccer out playing, with football up in the air. There was a missed opportunity here a little bit, wasn't there? It was the biggest swing and a miss we've seen for Major League Baseball in quite some time. And looking at the history of it, it might be the biggest swing and a miss in the history of the game. When you look at the opportunity that they had, the idea that baseball returning in America on the 4th of July, that was their hope. That was the hope for a lot of people. 
just the idea of having baseball back, America's pastime being the first major sport back in America after their darkest history in our country in a very long time, that would be the glimmer of hope, right? And, and I think that to your point about the younger fans not being there right now and in years past, it is true. And I think what baseball missed most are getting those fans engaged where there is no NBA that they're competing with or the NFL or college football. And it's unfortunate that baseball squandered those opportunities. There is some hope that they are able to come back before the NBA and before the NHL, maybe mid-July to come back. But again, there's still so many questions between now and then. But again, to your point where Baseball could have made their game more appealing to the younger audience right now because there would be no fans in attendance. So you could put a mic on some of the players. You could, uh, what they did in spring training for ESPN, what they did, they mic'd up some of the players. It was the Yankees and Red Sox. They were facing off against each other. And ESPN mic'd up some of the players on those two teams. And the ratings were through the roof for a spring training game. And that, that, that's what fans are missing because what the beauty of baseball is, is when you think nothing is happening, everything is happening. And when people start realizing that it's not just about a pitch, it's not just about a, a batter facing a pitcher or someone on first base, something is happening when you don't realize it. And if baseball can somehow, some way, show that to a fan that doesn't know about the sport that much of baseball, that's what's going to be key for the future of the game. And right now that can't happen until baseball is back on the field. And you talk about that part. How does baseball come, come back from this one? Cause I mean, we're talking just right after you know, the 30 for 30 with McGuire and Sosa and everybody has different views on how that handled the steroid era. It was kind of, Lost over for a while. It wasn't get. It wasn't a main talking point, but that was a big part of the '98 season. I mean, you go from the strike back in the early '90s, you get all this popularity in '98. Steroid era, yes, but it brought attention to the game. And I think as we look back on you know the steroid era a little bit, it, it had results. It had people tuning in. But now we find ourselves in a similar strike potential issue where neither side is agreeing on money and to the fans I think they're seeing money issues and that's turning so many people away because they're fighting billionaires are fighting billionaires over money so how does baseball move forward now with everybody kind of looking at this as well it's just rich fighting with the richer but at the same time you see baseball players tweeting we're ready tell, tell us when to go we're ready it's it's I feel like there's a lot to kind of wrap around here but for the average fan they see money as the sole issue at this point i think the reason why is we see money right now is because we're living through unprecedented times where everyone is affected by what has taken place in the last three months and everyone has taken a hit if you're a small business owner the last thing you want to hear about are these multi-billionaires basically uh, talking about money and losing money right that's that's the argument right yeah. here uh, it, it's the common fan that can't relate to the the people uh, and the owners right now in baseball. That's what they're talking about. That's what they're feeling. 
and to the point where you bring up 98, right? And what's pretty interesting is I, I looked back because everyone talks about pace of play. It's an easy argument to make. That baseball does sometimes get boring for someone that uh, everyone can sometimes feel boring watching a baseball game, right? It's, it's the same thing for it any happens. sport. It happens, right? But what's interesting about the 1998 season comparative to the 2019 baseball season, the average length of baseball game has only increased by 18 minutes from 1998 to 2019. And if you're going to make the argument that pace of play is a reason why baseball has lost the ratings throughout the years, the argument is easy. And it's also a cheaper argument to make. And what's interesting about baseball, right? Look right now at the current status of the game. The reason why we're in this argument right now is because not a lot of people want to spend the extra money to quote unquote lose any money. You can easily for free apply a clock to the game to shorten two or three minutes down. Or you could invest millions of dollars in marketing to market the players the right way. Look at the NBA. Look at the NFL. It's easier to say we are going to make baseball more appealing for a fan than use a, a larger amount of money than you would to re-energize baseball by adding a pitch clock, by adding a limit on how many mound visits you can have versus spending the millions of dollars into showing just the incredible talent that is already currently in the game of baseball. That's baseball's biggest issue right now. If you're going to tell me by adding 18 minutes to a baseball game is going to make me switch the channel, that's an issue within itself, sure. It, 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 18 minutes can, to some people, be a lot of time. But over a course for almost over 25 years now, almost, since that race, it's frustrating and it shows that it's not the arguments or the reason why baseball has decreased. It's just the cheaper argument to make because it's, it's going to cost less money to add a pitch clock versus invest the money in the players. Alex, I think you bring up a good point with that because NFL, I mean, you think about it, they're all wearing helmets all the time. So you don't see their faces, but you recognize those guys when you see them on the street in commercials. Baseball, you're seeing them all the time. NBA is star-driven league. I mean, it's more stars over the teams. Baseball, you're seeing these guys on TV. You're seeing their faces. But I, I don't know how many of us would be recognizing these guys if we see them walking down the street just because there isn't that millions of dollars poured in marketing these guys. I mean, Mike Trout should be a lot bigger. Bryce Harper should be a lot bigger. Just, just the name two guys that some of my buddies have been talking about quite a bit lately. Those two guys should be marketed tremendously a, a lot more than what they are. But yet, they're maybe the two, two of the most recognizable. And even at that point, I don't know how many people are actually going to recognize Bryce Harper when they see him on the street. So, again, I don't know how without baseball spending millions of dollars, that – is another issue where I don't know what where they go from here trying to figure out how to get popularity back in their game. Mm -hmm. The way Mark McGuire was covered back in 1998 was compared to the Beatles when they first came over to America. 
Mike Trout is not covered that way, and he should be. And these are the frustrating things. Everyone always throws Mike Trout out there, but let's talk about, you know, the Kansas City Royals. You know, there's so much young talent with those teams, right? With the Royals, there's so much talent, obviously, with the Yankees and the Mets, all throughout Major League Baseball. And, you know, you can sit here, you and I can sit here and name off the top 40 top stars in the NBA. Could we do that with baseball? from the top of our heads, you know, maybe outside of us, right? right? You know, I think we could, but still it's the same way. If you walk up, you know, if you put Mike Trout in New York City, would people recognize him? Maybe, but would he be followed? Would that be that exactly. excitement as if, let's throw out the example, Derek Jeter. If he walked, even in Kansas City, he would be recognized, right? Yeah. Uh, so I, I think that's the big thing that fans are fans of the game of baseball want more of they don't care people talk about this but at the end of the day people don't care about stats stats go in one ear and out the other people care about the people in the game right um you talk about stats and baseball sure they they matter more than any other sport but you go back and you look at the history of the game. People want to know who they are. And, and I think that's what the biggest aspect that we are missing from the game of baseball right now. It's, it's feeling that I know this person and I can relate to them because uh, if you have any hope and, and love for the game of baseball, you would love anyone that's playing the game right now. Uh, someone said that, People don't play for the love of the game anymore. And I hate that argument because it's just not true. Um, I think it gets washed away by the way some of it is covered right now. But believe me, with the current uh, unification of the players, these players are more unified than ever before. Tell us when, tell us where. That It's one of the most unified message right now. And the ball is in the court of the major league owners right now and commissioner Rob Manfred of what's next. Tell us when, tell us where the players are unified. They are ready to get back on the field to play. And now it's just going to be what happens next. Switching gears a little bit. You, you talk about, you know, the players being unified, the, the minor league system when it has been brought up in the last several years of, cutting minor league teams even before the pandemic of you know getting rid of rid of some of them and early on there was like I think a lot of people were wondering how many teams were going to keep their minor league players the Royals were one of the first ones to say we're going to keep everybody and, and I think it just here regionally that spoke volumes of what Dayton Moore and the Royals have done but nationally you saw them getting a lot of attention for keeping their players while Washington the Nationals, I guess, were publicly kind of shamed into reversing course and keeping their players. Just how do you think this all affects minor leagues moving forward? Because this is almost basically a lost year. I mean, not just for the players already playing in the major league level, but not everybody makes it up there in the minor leagues. I mean, some of these guys that were teetering on their prime and almost exiting out of minors, just how much does a lost year like this impact those guys? I think – uh, personally, you have to look at the future. Uh, that's how I look at everything. Sure, you have to focus on the immediate future, but also what's you know the long-term future going to be? 
everyone keeps talking about December 1st, 2021, when the current CBA deal expires. And there's a lot of talk about a potential strike in 2022. If you are a minor league baseball player, and with everything, you lost a year this year, right? It's not official, but it doesn't look – Looking like that, it, yeah. It, yeah, it's not that positive uh, look for the minor, minor league season. Then you have next year, and then the unknown of what's next. Look, the future of the game, it, it's, it's, there's so much unknown. There's so many questions. What ifs? You know, especially with the potential of the 40 to 42 minor league baseball teams that could be um, shut down after this year. And also just the unknown of what's happening next at the major league level. And one of the biggest quotes that I think has gone uh, away that has really shocked me over the last few weeks, it was a, a quote from Scott Boris that, Ken Rosenthal of The Athletic put in one of his articles. When the news came out about uh, just everything that's happening with the conversations surrounding minor leaguers and the shortening of the Major League Baseball draft from 40 to five rounds and all this conversation about the unknown of the future of the game, Scott Boris, who was one of the most powerful uh, people in and out of the game of baseball directly, he said, you might as well just put on a billboard to go play another sport after Little League. And when you have someone that has that sort of power in baseball and out of baseball as well as saying that, that says something. Because let's face it, it's the at the end of the day, you have more full-ride scholarships to go potentially play football, to go play basketball rather than playing college baseball. Right. And now with the ideas of having less minor league baseball teams and a shorter major league baseball draft, shorter opportunities to go play pro baseball, it's the, it's the simple facts versus any other sport. So it, it goes into what are the long-term effects that this current situation we're dealing with have on the game of baseball? How many players and families are going to have that conversation with their four- or five-year-olds when they're deciding whether or not to play Little League or flag football or pick up basketball? And when you look at the current situation that baseball is dealing with rather than any other sport out there, it doesn't look good. And that's what hurts the most because the last 10, 15 years, baseball has worked so hard to get that younger demographic involved in baseball. And it seems to me, and it seems to a lot of people around the game of baseball, over the last three months, it's just all going to get washed away. And by the efforts of everyone to help bring back, to show the beauty of the game of baseball, to just get wasted in less than three months span, it's frustrating and disappointing to think that the future of the game of baseball is going to be affected forever. Alex, and uh, I'll get you out of here on this one. Um, we've touched on it quite a bit, but what's this, what, what is the first step baseball needs to take in fixing what isn't three months of damage, but like you just said, but it really feels like three months of damage has just undone a lot of things, either that or shown the holes even more in what was happening. 
You know, I heard this example yesterday. It seems to me that Rob Manfred and the owners see the house burning right now. Their house is on fire. But they're all, they also recognize that there's a potential of the house across the street burning down two years from now. You got to focus on the fire right now, not the future fire. And to the question that you just asked, what Major League Baseball needs to do is focus on the current fire. Because what they're trying to focus on is saying, we're sticking our ground so we don't lose a future battle. That's basically what the conversation is right now. Whenever anyone says it's not about right now, it's about who is going to look the strongest and not lose their argument for the future. And if baseball is going to have any credibility for the conversation that comes next year in early December, they need to fix what's happening right now in baseball. Get baseball back this season and then deal with what's next when the time comes. Let's focus. Let's get back baseball in 2020. Let's try the best to get baseball back first to beat out the NBA, to beat out the NHL. But to many other people that are saying this right now, baseball is a laughing stock, unfortunately, right now. And it's unfortunate that this is, uh, I'll use Commissioner Manfred's word that he used on the Return to Sports special, if that isn't ironic enough, uh, by ESPN a few nights ago, what Rob Manfred said, it's a disaster. And, and I hope that there is some positive news in the near future that we do see baseball in 2020. I think it would be remiss to think that there wouldn't be baseball in 2020. I think there still will be. I think, unfortunately, I could be in the minority with that thought that we will still see baseball in 2020. But it's it would be catastrophic for there not to be baseball in 2020. Alex, I appreciate the time and thank you for doing this. Thanks for having me.